This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com has the world's largest collection of audiobooks, as well as other spoken word content, such as Audible Originals, college lectures, and podcasts. Now, today I'm going to keep this sponsor spot short because it's a long one today. So if you want to check out Audible.com, I love them. Go check them out. You can use the code audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a capital B to get a free 30-day trial in which you get one free book and two Audible originals and an unlimited listening to their streaming library. And if you have an Amazon Prime, you get two books to keep forever yours. Go check it out on audible.com forward slash bootstrap. Now today we're going to pick up where we left off with the interview with Diana Havisack. Uh, we will continue on where she talks about af- what happened after she won a pr- contest that she did not intend to win or even enter into and she won and how she went through and built a business from this and some of the struggles that she's gone through and how she's pushed through. Really interesting interview. And so let's get to that right now. And so, so when did you take all this and turn pro and how'd you start for that? Um, Cause it was now a- you're, you've been balloon twisting, getting into it. You're now at a balloon convention, surprising yourself by winning competitions. Mm-hmm. So how'd you start making money and making this a, a, a business? Yes. So this is where um, I dived in. Um, I literally took the opportunities I had with the help of my parents and support uh, and uh, with the support of my parents because I wasn't doing that and Chef Hugo. And Chef pointed me out to how I could do the uh, events and parties. And I started a Facebook business page um, I wanted to do a website, but I totally am clueless on a website. Out of everything I could do with computers and stuff, put me in front to do a website and I am lost. And um, But I sat there and I talked to friends and my friends that I have here, my Renaissance friends, my, my p- people who do events, I already were in the event thing because I grew up, my, I was a carny. At the age of 10, I was the carny. So I already knew what events and how to how to interact at events and and festivals. So my dad said, "Here, call Layton City, see what they're doing." And all of a sudden, I had people, "Hey, do you want to be here for this opening event? Do you want to be here for this?" And I I started making money, and and I was like, "No way." And I still had a job. I, you know, I started getting jobs and I still worked part. Um, I worked part, I worked full-time jobs and then I was doing balloon part-time to the point that by the time 2016, 2017 came around, it was a mix because at that time my body was failing me 
and my legs were starting to not work. By 2017, I went to Bling Bling Jam again for my, um, let's say, so it was uh, 15, 16, through third year at Bling Bling Jam. And I won, um, I kept winning more awards. And 2016, I won five awards, awards. And in 2017, I won Top Dog and I won the whole event. And, um, and I did a stage show for the first time in 20 years. I hadn't been on stage in 20 years. And Steve, my son, Tyler was there and Steve was there. And by 2016, I was only, I was fully invested in drive. I would pick up anything because I wanted to be known in Utah. I'd pick up anything. Um, I would pick up charity events. I would pick up um, uh, little cheap parties. I would, I would do stiff stuff for my neighbors and bring it over to them and they would post it. And I would share posts. My kids would share posts. Um, I would get involved with the school and, and do, um, you know, and the school was, was pretty, pretty cheap. They just wanted uh, helium filled balloons for their business. When the business people would come and mm -hmm. do their bit, their little shops. And so they had these set up, but it was a, it was constant. I would use, I would call John Butte, Johnny Butte would have, the, uh, he had a, a helium tank. He said, no problem, Diana, you can borrow it. I had support from uh, balloon twisters, uh, a couple balloon twisters here. And um, I did some events that um, I was going through a huge custody battle with Anton this whole time. And I was constantly having to just shuffle money out to the lawyer. Lawyers are expensive. <laughs> and every ounce of my money literally went to paying for a lawyer and feeding my family and paying my lot rent for my for my lot because when you're in a trailer park you have to pay the yeah. lot rent and um and stuff like that so I was constantly broke I was just I was floating I was negative 500 constantly in my account and I was so determined to get out of that and it wasn't till 2017 two things happened I finally started making a lot more money because of my due diligence of being honest with my customers doing my best and promoting myself and I promoted myself not using the promotional thing on Facebook, I actually joined groups and interacted with the mom, mom groups and the city groups and the city business groups and the Park City. So I was in the Park City group, I'm in the West Valley group, and they're all the business groups where you're allowed to post. And yeah. in some groups, and, and in some groups that aren't business groups, where you follow the rules and you could post once a week and things like that, uh, your business. Like balloon friends. And, yeah yeah and now, um and real quick side note remember on sundays you can promote your business in the o'connor bootstrap podcast facebook group being an entrepreneurial site i figure it was good for entrepreneurs to be able to post their businesses there so you can do that as well diana oh that's brilliant well, so, I take advantage of anywhere I can post. <laughs> yeah, so once a week on Sundays, you can post in the O'Connor Facebook, uh, O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. And if you're listening, you can go there and send a request to join, and then you can post it there. Just don't join it there and just spam me crazy because I will ban you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, yeah. No qualms. <laughs> I will just ban you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took, I took the, um, 
I took the initiative of the business side of the life that my dad taught me and, uh, and just studied. And I would just, I literally went through, I, I, I have a ton of YouTube channels that I go back to and I watch and I still watch them over and over again. And Cody Williams, Holly, George and, and stuff. Um, mm. And everything like that. Um, it was it was an amazing uh, to listen, and I would read everything that anyone said. So if somebody posted, "Well, how much do you charge for this?" I would read what they post, the comments. I would sit there and read. When I joined Balloon Friends, which was a decor group, I was that. When I won Top Dog, I was allowed. To, I, I won a free um, admission to go to Ben and Billy Ryan's. Uh, um, Bloom Training Institute and down in Tennessee. And yeah. uh, my parents helped me get down there uh, flight wise and hotel wise. But by then I actually um, was able to pay for most of that on my own, which was a very good achievement because I successfully was making, starting to make more money by the, um, after, and uh, um, 2017. And um, the bad thing is, is in September, my legs were almost, my left leg was just totally there and walking and, and doing gigs was getting more and more painful that I was getting a lot of work. But at the same time, I had to balance that with my full-time job and saying no to people. I started having to turn work away because I couldn't, after a gig, I literally was back in bed for 24 hours to 48 hours trying to recover. So, but, um, quick interruption. When you were having to start to turn away at work, um, what did you try to slow down getting jobs or did you just try to increase your prices? Or did you just I going as you I, I actually increased my prices. This way it, it funneled out those cheap people I got at the first part of, of doing this. Because when I first wanted to get my face out there and let people know that I was there here in Utah, I um, I was doing a lot of stuff for volunteer work or I was doing stuff really cheap, like, like literally $75 an hour. When I was to my first year at, at bling bling, Baldy walked up to me and said, you could charge 225. And I said, I live in Utah. I know I can't charge 225. He's in New York. He can charge 225. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, you know, so I, I sat there and I, I worked it out and and but I was doing $75 an hour jobs and I realized as I was reading and learning more about business wise and that aspect of how much I put into this to do this and the drive time and everything like that I had to start raising my prices so I jumped it up to 100 and a lot of people fell away but I still ended up getting people so I was I was actually what happened. I was doing a gig for special needs rodeo. I told him it was, and this was a couple of years ago. This was in 2015. I did special needs rodeo and I said 20, $75 an hour and, or $75 for, 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 for an hour. And when they handed me the check, they gave me $225. And I was like, wait this is more he goes they looked at me and said diana you are worth this much and that was that was 
that was devit. I was like, really? And I've been doing special needs rodeo ever since. They just cut me my check and boom, I'm gone. And then I was like, okay, so, but. but I will pause you for a second real quick here. Just because, did you hear my uh, podcast with the Go-Giver? Bob Berg from the Go-Giver? I didn't. Well, the very first, the Go-Giver book, if you've never read it, is a little story about a powerful business idea is an exact quote from its little page. And they have what they call the five laws of stratospheric success. And the law of value is the very first law. You're going to get a kick out of this. The law of value is this. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Ah, I can download the three audio book for that. Okay. I'm going to have to read that. But that's just the first one right there. That's that's a perfect example. That it is. I mean, when you walk up and you you say this is how much, but they give you a check for more than that. They they value that. Yeah, I guess by by being there and interacting. But the funny, the interesting thing is, is they already had that check cut cut at that amount when I when I showed up. Mm-hmm. And so they, the woman that hired me, had to have what I found out was she was following me in that short amount of time, because I literally only barely started my, my, my balloon page, my business page and, Mm. and stuff and, and everything. But the fact, the fact that I was showing up at all these events, she saw me at these events. That's why she called me and, and, and everything like that. So in 2017, I was, I was making some good money, but all of a sudden, I wasn't able to do a whole lot. I, I had to cut back by 2018. I lost feeling and function. And then my arms and legs, my arms started to go. I couldn't feel and, and everything. And I've, I really went down a rabbit hole. I was thinking, my gosh, my whole life's going to go. I was going to, I was going to become paraplegic. Everything was slowly being crushed. We found out the neck was being crushed. I damn it. I, I, I cracked my neck. And, and I cracked my back and I didn't know that my neck was damaged. I was losing my arms. I was losing my legs. And by 2019, I was in a, you know, I was at twist and shout and 10 in, in um, Kentucky. And I was in a wheelchair because I couldn't, I, I, I used the wheelchair there because I had fallen already twice and the doctors didn't want me to go. I said, dude, I already paid. <laughs> I'm going to this event. I can't get a refund, you know, and, and I promised them that I, I would use a wheelchair. And so I was in a wheelchair that whole time at that event. And that was a, that was like this devastating thing. And by then um, I had lost my father passed away in 2017. So when I won top dog, I was determined to do what my dad told me to do was follow and continue and even though I was broken, damaged, and couldn't do anything, and I was almost 80% to 90% in bed after I worked. When I got home, I was immediately lying down. I was immediately in bed. I was, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't clean. I couldn't, I couldn't, I could barely bathe myself. I had to use a, a, a stool, but I was still determined. And I was doing World Balloon News. 
I was doing Let's Talk Balloons. I was recording the conventions I went to. And I those are two other interviews. The interviews. Mm-hmm. No, there's those are two other interviews that I'm going to have to get you on. <laughs> yeah, there's World Balloon News. There was the events that I did with Utah Balloon Jam. There was uh, the Valentine's thing I did for Marvin Hardy. And there was the Utah Balloon Jam. There was World Balloon News. There's Let's Talk Balloons. There's the documentary. There was the fight with the with the industries that want or with those environmentalists that want to take balloons away mm. and i'm in bed literally in bed using my ipad until my mom bought me a new laptop and i'm in bed literally just scrambling to do everything i could and then when 2020 hit i i thought my whole life was going to go down the hole i was so devastated because I didn't know what to do. And then the doctor said, we're going to start, we're going to, we have to do the surgeries because by then I lost my left leg. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't barely move it. Uh, I, and I lost it. I was, I, my whole left side was on my lower half of my body was paralyzed. My left, my right leg was probably months from being the same way. I was, I was literally using a walker at home, I was, I didn't know. I had no idea where I was going to go. So I went through two major surgeries in 2020 where they did the lower back. And I, I, um, after they did the lower back in August or in April. And, and then they said, in a couple months, we're going to do your, your neck. And um, I was recovering from those and uh, recovering from the back surgery. And my mom's like, you, you do this. But when 2020 hit, I had a plan. I was going to sell, I, was, I had lined up more tutorials to sell. I had lined up more things to do for the Bloom community to help bring in some money. Cause I had absolutely no jobs, but I didn't know that was going to happen. But I knew if I was going to do the surgery, I wasn't going to be able to do jobs. In January 2020, I did my first stage show. And I was up there and I was doing open, um, out of the blue, somebody said, Diana, we want you to do an opening act for a burlesque show. And I laughed. <laughs> I was like, in Utah, I'm going to do a burlesque show. I go, I don't take my clothes off. And they're like, no, 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 you just the opening act. And I was like, I'm, I'll do the opening act. Okay. So I, I, the, a part of business is reaching out and stepping over some uncomfortable things. Going back on stage, the only stage shows I did was for the competitions. So I went, I can do this. I, I can do this. So I put together a stage show, got on stage, did my act, walked off the stage show. And within two hours after walking off the stage show, I was booked for three other stage shows. Nice. I was like, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I had a February stage show, a March stage show and a um, April stage show. And I was thinking, this is going to be brilliant because I only need to be 10 minutes on stage, get paid 350 bucks. And I was like, this is brilliant. And I did the February show and then everything got shut down. And then I was like, 
great. Everything got shut down. Nobody was bringing in money. You weren't going to sell tutorials to any balloon twisters because who no was going to buy balloons. tutorials? Yeah, no one's twisting balloons. And I was just struggling. I was, I was literally struggling mentally. And my mom, if it wasn't for my mom, and I, God bless my mom, she's like, you can do this. Once you're done, you're going to be like an eagle. You're going to fly. You're going to be Wonder Woman. You're going to do this. And I looked at her and I was crying. I was crying. I was devastated. I was just, uh, no, you know. And then I went through the surgery. The first surgery went really well. And I realized it was still painful after the surgery. I was getting feeling back. My nerves were coming back. And it was like needles being pricked everywhere. Because, you know, it's like when you. It's better to feel something than nothing. (laughs) Exactly. It was like they kink, I kink, it's like kinking the hose and then you unkink it and it starts flowing again. Um. And, or, you know, how you, 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 your hand goes numb and then you start getting the feeling back. Just try your whole lower body doing that. And part of your upper, upper belly area too. But I started able to walk and, and, and things started to look up. And um, a lot of balloon people were so supportive. The balloon community was just so supportive. And all I could do was, was think, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? And um, I have to say, by and large, the balloon community is one of the most friendly communities out there. Now, every so often, there's a few bad apples in there because there's always going to be a few bad apples. But when it comes to other balloon twisters, even competition, like not like at a competition, but like your nearest competition for your money. At at the worst, they're probably frenemies to anything else. And you'll hire each other to get extra help. I mean, it's very giving community which is we're blessed to be in that type of a environment yes and uh and i it, so i started a plan and i started to think okay this is a great time to revamp everything and relook at everything so i tore my business apart like everything i've done and i tore, tore it apart and i went okay I was hoping in the fall things would start picking up because in, in, in August, I had my second surgery. That's when things went back down the hole because during that surgery, they took two discs out, replaced them with cadaver discs. So I got a little zombie in me now. Yeah. Yeah, a little zombie. But um, you'll, get along with, a, uh, you'll get along with graves then. Mm-hmm. I also had a TIA stroke, which is a precursor to you're, you're going to have a stroke if you don't change more in your life. So I, I had a TIA stroke and I was in the ICU for four days after surgery. And I couldn't communicate with anyone because it was, an, they, they go through the front of your neck and they move your esophagus over and you can't really talk because you're yeah. all swollen and everything. Um, you made balloon, balloon letters to communicate. <laughs> I, I wasn't doing a whole lot I was lying there I was trying to get some um it took about 24 hours before um a lot of the function in my face and and stuff came back and I was lucky I was really lucky um it was only a a a, a, a TI stroke but a three-hour surgery took five hours yeah instead and um i get it from my dad but i can never be completely serious in a serious situation because i just can't handle yeah Um, well it was funny Uh, yeah my wife went in to get induced 
and they were going to try something, some sort of balloon method to try to induce her pregnancy, right? <laughs> and what, what do I do? do? I pulled out a 260 and handed it to them. <laughs> By the way, for the folks at home, a 260 is your standard twisting balloon that you see most clowns use in TV shows. It's two inches in <laughs> diameter and 60 inches long. And the uh, midwife took one look at it, grabbed it from my hand, and then slapped me over the head with it and said, oh, take that back. <laughs> that and she's cracking up. She had a good sense of humor, so she was laughing. But she was like, <laughs> bad. Give me that. <laughs> That's brilliant. I had, um, when I finally got home, um, I messaged a friend of mine. And she immediately called me. And because I had no contact with anyone, because uh, I'll tell you this, do not give me a phone or have my phone with me when I get out of surgery, because apparently I take a picture of my buttocks and post it on Facebook because I thought the scar on the back of my butt on the, on my back was really cool, but because they did the lower half of my um, back, it showed part of my buttock cheeks yeah and so i told where it was <laughs> i wasn't thinking about where it was i was thinking this is a cool scar um so i had told my mom to hold on to my phone and and stuff so she had left it she had she had it in her purse and stuff and i went through my surgery i got out of surgery and they were rushing me to the icu and i you know how you see those tv uh er come you know move shows yeah. er grace anatomy and you see the heads right over when they do it where the, you're you're the patient in the whole show and the heads are over you and you yeah. can't say anything, you can't do anything and things are flashing in front of you. Oh my God, it's just like that. And I saw, I glance, I, I, I'm being rolled out and I, I, I get a glimpse of my mom and they're trying to get me to respond. And all I can do is just look and go back to sleep and then wake up because they're like literally trying to shake me. And, um, It was it was devastating. <clears throat> so for four four whole days, nobody heard from me, and there were people that knew I went in. You know, my my closest friends knew I was in surgery, and they wanted to you know me to message them as soon as I was out and how I was doing. But when they didn't hear from me from four days, no nothing on Facebook for four days, nothing. Um, <clears throat> so I get this call, and and she doesn't call me. We always message. And she's talking to me and I'm barely squeaking out any verbiage, you know, but it was an encouragement. And I was like, I'm here, I'm alive. I made it. So what's the next step? Your business is destroyed. You took it apart, break it down. You wake up after a TI stroke and you're like, what, what, what can you do? Do you give up? No, you don't give up. You can't give up there. You, you survive this. So your next step is to continue forward. So I went, okay, I got to do some things. I got to sort some things out. So the rest of the year, I was going through physical therapy. I was going through more tests to make sure about the stroke, changing the diet, changing um, everything to make sure um, that is in control. Then um, 2021 comes around and everything still seems it's dead, but I'm like, no, I've got to do something. So I took three weeks 
literally three weeks to Arizona desert to get away from everyone and ran in, in a, and I visited a few balloon friends there, but I have my friends that moved out there three years ago and I stayed with them and I sat for three weeks. No, they didn't question it. They said I could stay as long as I wanted and they actually meant it. It wasn't like, Oh yeah, I'll stay. I was there for three whole weeks and I, and I sat there and I ran through and troubleshooted and talked and thought and got literally, what am I going to do? Well, this is what I have done. I have video edit. I teach people how to use OBS. I teach people how to do balloons. I create live channels to talk about balloons. I created World Balloon News. And I started going, what can I do with all this? And how do I want to rebuild it back up? How do I want to restart, re-kick it? And I came up with another business plan. And, um, and it all comes down to more learning. And, and it's true to say you never stop learning. It doesn't matter how old you are or whatever. But you also have to focus on yourself. If you cannot keep yourself zoned and focused and things that you do for yourself, you can't accomplish what you want to do for yourself to create something uh, business-wise. Yeah. Um, and so I strongly said, this is at 125 an hour. By then I was already charging 125 an hour, but I was like, okay, so, and I was already picked. I, I picked three charities, uh, three charities. One, two of them are pre-picked there every year no matter what and the third one is a random one I do not do anything after that if they want me um the charity does have to pay for me and I know that sounds kind of cruel but it's not well if you it, do that you'll be like the little balloon me Mike made which is a balloon artist working for exposure and it's a skeleton standing next to a balloon column Correct. Yeah. And and I took that and and I started diving into decor. So I spent a lot of money and I got the arrow pole. And um, while I was in Arizona, I got a 6 a.m. phone call to tell me that um, Marvin Hardy passed away. Hmm. And I was like, wow, um, I was actually planning on taking continuing on with my little adventure of myself and head down to Texas and go to All American Balloons, which is a sponsor of World Balloon News, and talk to Crystal and see how things are going in that industry and how, you know, do a little thing like that. I had to cut that off and I had to head back to Utah because Marvin had required, had a, um, asked me in, in 2019 to do some things when he passed away. And so, I had to head home. And the whole time I was running through my head, everything that he told me, everything, the whole, I mean, like it was like rewinding the whole things of when I first met him in 2017, when I started working with him in 2019, I did the Utah Blue Jam and all those visits to his house in between everything. And, and realizing, I know where I'm going. So I hired somebody, um, Howard Wallace, to do my website. I am paying Howard Wallace to do my web. I hired him. And I found out um, 
my neighbor who knew my dad really well. And it's funny because I've been in this house since 2017, but we just now actually sat and talked to each other. Who's a mm, marketing management uh, project manager for over 30 years, knows everyone in Utah. And she says, this is your year, Diana. And Howard, he looked at, and he's known me for a couple years and he's like, we're going to get this perfect. And literally I got these two people that are in an industry that could, that I've made connections with that by being honest, truthful, and yourself. And you connect with people that you can trust and they can trust you. And that's another key point in the business world is if you can't not portray yourself as an honest working person, trustworthy person, and a person who can get the job done, you will lose more business than gain more business. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you're gaining anything because you don't know. And sometimes you are stagnated in your business. But if you can continue doing that, all of a sudden the connections that you have and you reach out to them to say, hey, I need a boost. They'll say, perfect. This is what we can do for you. Yeah, exactly. And so... I'm going to try to wrap it up with that. We've been going for over an hour now. So I want to try to wrap up and throw some uh, things I pulled out from this little conversation we've had here. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, I'm going to title this one going from an interview where you went from your hobby to business. Because that's what you did. Right? Pretty Mm -hmm. much. Hey, what else can I do while I'm sitting here at home on the phone? Yeah, balloons. <laughs> That's about a hobby. That's what you call a hobby right there. But some things I pulled out that can be applicable to all business people across the board, which is, first of all, finding a mentor is so helpful, if not vital. And the best type of mentor is the one that finds you, that sees something. Yes. Which is amazing if you can do that. And if you don't find someone like that, you can reach out to someone. And then if they're willing to help, you know who mentored me early on? And I still who get mentored? some advice from time to time. David Mahoney. Who mentored you? Oh, David. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> he is a great guy, but same type of thing. He was saying, if I'm going to help you out, he threw me some stuff. And when I did it, he goes, okay, I know you're serious now. <laughs> and David's a busy dude just a little bit yes he is yes, so he is. for him to take the time to help me out it showed that he did see something that guy was serious about so it's very cool you never yeah. stop learning that's also super important I just read finished listening to a book called entrepreneurship the Disney way matter of fact my last podcast that just went up on Thursday was a book review on that book and one of the things about Walt Disney is he never stopped learning. He was always learning everything. And that's part of the reason he built the company as big it was because he never stopped learning. He was always studying everything, trying to learn more and more and more and get better every single day. It is important. And, and it doesn't matter if you know how to do it. You can learn how to do it better. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then going to 
conventions, if you're a small business, if you're especially something that's a hobby, like balloon twisting, balloons world in general, because the balloon twisting and decor kind of blurring the lines these days. Um, yes. But going to conventions is really huge. If you can make it, conventions can teach you a lot when you can do events. I've never been to a quote unquote convention. I've gone to multiple smaller events, which were amazing. Like I got to try attempt a world record balloon arch. We almost did it, but then the wind blew it into the trees and we didn't make it. <laughs> and it was so sad, but I learned so much from that day. Uh, yeah, there's there's so much. So and much some, that you sometimes can you're, yeah, sorry. Uh, sometimes you're, you have to work your hobby into a side job for a while before it can really turn a good income. That is correct. And that's, that, you know, that's why I had the full-time job along with work and. Yeah. And yeah. so that's such an important thing is sometimes entrepreneurs like to jump out there and just quit their jobs and go for it. And yeah, that doesn't tend to work. Well, my favorite description of an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur is a person who jumps off a cliff and attempts to build a plane on the way down. Which is about right. You there? Yes, I'm here. So, and then when you go through hard times, when disaster strikes, never give up. Uh, it's so important. That was the dog. It's so important not to give up no matter what. And when something major happens, like 2020 into 2021 now, you know, our we've just we've just passed our one year anniversary of two weeks to slow the spread. Yes. And business has just been devastated here. It's really been rough in Norway. I've had to myself just go off and find other jobs as well. Like I'm building arcade uh, cabinets now. I planted trees for a while. Anything to get money in right now. Yeah. And I like what you did though. I didn't have the, what's the word I'm looking for? I did not have that um, blessing of being able to go stop and just take time to just really reevaluate everything. But if you can, that is such a good thing that you can reevaluate, take things apart and pivot for the new circumstances. If you can get away to that quiet time to sit and evaluate. I've got two kids ages four and seven, almost almost eight, but still I can't just stop and go away for a while and reevaluate right now. Your kids are yeah. older. You can do yes, that. Yes, I, I, have, I have only the one that's seven, but the others yeah. are, are a lot older, yeah. And, and, uh, and it was... Yeah. And my... It, it was part of that, the whole thing. It was part of that whole... Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> But with my wife, because, you know, I am married, me and my wife are here, and she's been on a sick leave, and there's been a lot of mess with that, and so she needs a lot of help with the kids, because I've got two boys, and they've got energy, so. They do. <laughs> kids have, kids have yes. tons of energy. Yes. So, she needs a lot of help with the boys. I It's hard for me to sit down and find time, quiet time, and now I'm working on the job, my 
time during the day to reevaluate, I can't use because I'm off working. So, but that is really cool that you were able to do that. And that's so important. Rupert, uh, that we've talked about, Philia Splash, by the way, if you're listening, you got kids, go check out his balloon and you can, and fairy finding on YouTube. Fairy finding. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. Go check him out. I've actually talked about him before. He's pivoted and he's coming up with YouTube and he's doing fairy finding and he's getting paid and doing stuff because he's a balloon twister, not making balloons right now, like everyone else. So he had to do something else. And then Uh, his his work is amazing too. Yeah, he is. He is really amazing. And by the way, when I made that joke about the zombie and uh, Graves, Graves is his zombie character, his zombie butler character that he does, which is absolutely hilarious, by the way. Yes. So, but yeah. And lastly, you have to have integrity and be honest. And my mom just told me a story where her boss had told her she was working as a waitress, earning tips. Her boss said, you don't have to claim 100% of your tips on your taxes. You only need to claim like 8%. So you can just do that. So what everyone does. And she went and looked and the law said, no, you have to claim 100%. So she did. And it was rough yep. because you're claiming 100% of your tips on your taxes. That's a big chunk out of your hard-earned cash. But it is. guess what? Later on that year, at the end of the year, they went to go buy a house. Because she claimed 100% of her tips, she had a high enough income level to get the loan to buy the house. If she yes. had not listened to her boss and not claimed 100%, she would not have shown enough interest. She would uh, income. She would not have been able to qualify for the loan to get the house. So integrity will come back later on. People will come and support you. That type of integrity can will come back and help you out in the long term. Even the short term, it doesn't seem like it. Isn't that a cool story, though? Yeah, that is. And it's an ideal story to let people understand why you do these things. And I know a lot of people said, no, you don't have to worry about your tips. That's why I like getting paid cash. I'm like, it didn't matter. Every time I filed my taxes, I filed the full amount of what I made for the year. And it included cash. It included uh, tips. It included everything. And in the end, it actually benefited me for um, for filing uh, business being devastated in 2020. And so when I was able to show them my taxes and I was able to show them my stuff and, and file for 2020 business being those, that special COVID stuff for businesses, um, it benefited me being able to have something come in from the state to help me get through 2020, which was brilliant when that actually came. That actually didn't hit until September, though. I literally had to go through almost the whole year before I got a check from the state. But it, it all came down to what do you do and how do you want to do it? If you want to cheat, lie, steal, be be under CD about everything or do a crappy job, you're not going to have a company. But if you do things with integrity, do things with, um, do things right, your company will have more five-star ratings 
and people can come to you honestly and know what you're going to do. And yeah. you have a reputation. You, be, you build up a brilliant reputation over that. And that's where a lot of these people that, that, that do balloons, that, that do decor, that bring in um, a million or several hundred thousand dollars a year, that's the reason why they do it is because they come in professionally. They handle everything professionally and they handle everything with integrity and knowing that when they come in and do their job, the people that hired them, well, don't, you know, they hired them for that. Yeah, exactly. And that's, so, that's how you do it. So in, in order to wrap up, what would be your advice to people starting up an own business or they have a hobby and they're trying to make some extra money right now? I actually did a, did a podcast a little while ago called saying right in the middle of this thing, this is the best time to start a business because it's nothing's going on. You can sit down and plan. This is a time to sit down and plan if nothing else. My best advice is my best advice to anyone is learn to delegate out what you can't do so you don't get overwhelmed. Um, and it, it costs you, but it won't cost you. You're going to have to shuffle out the money first. But if you're going to start a business and you know what you can do, that's great. But don't take on anything that you can't do or don't know how to do because that will screw your business over. You need to be able to reach out to the people that can, like, I have a CPA. I have, I have people, like, I have Howard doing my website because I absolutely cannot do a website. Um, I have somebody who's doing your um, delegate out. So you have a person that's professionally doing a logo for you. Have, have people that, you, that understand what you do and that can help you do that so you can concentrate on what you're good at and become better at it. And then practice, practice, practice. You have to, yeah. in, in this industry, you have to keep practicing. And it, and it, it either practice your, whether you do one balloon, job, one balloon dogs to multi-balloon dogs, you need to practice and learn how to interact. Um, and that, that's it. I mean, but the strongest point, if you're going to run a business, know what you can do and then delegate out to the people that know how to do what you can't so yeah. you can run a better business. You're going to find this interesting. In the book, book The Million, Millionaire Next Door, which if you haven't read it, I suggest Yes, it. I've read that one. I know that one. <laughs> you remember My dad what handed said. that to me when I was young. The, the, yes, the average millionaire doesn't do their own lawn. Correct. They don't mow their own lawn. They don't shovel their driveway. They hire people to do this. Not because they're lazy, but because they'd rather focus their energy where they're good at to make the money that they need to make for their family. And then yes. also this way they can do the most important things to them, which is being with the family. Most yes. millionaires are most care mostly about being with the families. They don't care about driving a big car. They're not, they don't care about wearing big flashy bling and rings and this and showing off. No, no. Most of them just want to go and be able to take time off to go to their kids' piano recital. 
to their baseball. Or take three weeks off or take three weeks off and find themselves in the middle of the desert. But yeah, you know, it's exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. They're the millionaire next door. I, I, if anyone's never read that, I highly recommend it. My dad handed me that book when I was Oh God, I think I was 13 years old. I think that's when it came out. I was really young when he handed me that book and I looked at him and he goes, you need to read this. You, you need to read this. And I, I, I could probably was 16 actually, but um, yeah, that was, that was the most weirdest thing my dad could hand me. But now when I look back at it, it was the most knowledgeable thing my dad could hand me something that he felt that I needed to know before anything. Yeah. I think I was handed Lord of the Rings about that age, (laughs) which explains a lot. I, I, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. Uh, Dune, Dune. Yeah. Mine was Dune. My, my parents was like, here's Dune, you know? And, and that's one of my favorite quotes from Dune is the typical, the, the very beginning is, is literally fear is the mind killer. And um, I can't, par- I can't quote it, quote it correctly, but it goes, fear is the mind killer. Um, yeah. I cannot, you know, and it passes through me and I'll look back at it. And the point is, is at the end when it passes through you and you step forward still, and you can look back at that fear, but you're still moving forward. That is ideal. So I had Dune, you had Tolkien, um, but those books are all inspiring. I mean, you're literally watching people go through huge amounts of struggle and yeah. they succeed and they, they become powerful or they become notable or they save something. They, but I love fantasy books. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tolkien even leans on the fourth wall a little bit with uh, Sam. We're in a yes. story, and the folks in the story, they when they were going through a hard times, they they didn't know they were going to succeed. We know because we've read the stories, but they don't. So we need to push through because other people will go through and read through the story. Coco's yes. like, <laughs> by the way, guys, I'm just telling you personally, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm is. going to leave off with the 2020, 2021, everything else. I'm just going to start with one of my favorite book quotes, which is from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is don't panic. (laughs) Don't panic. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, We're going to end this now. We will see you next time on the Connor Bootstrap podcast. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com, or a-the-oz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.